Hello, you are listening to Skip Intro. I'm Lee Chui Lin, and in the studio with me today, Ian McNally and Bahi Yusuf, and we're talking about this film. You're dealing with an expert with guns, with knives, with his bare hands. Rambo was the best. I finally came home. Defend the only family I've ever known. She's coming home. So, um, you may have heard some familiar voices there. Uh, you may have heard a familiar voice at least, because today it is Rambo Last Blood, um, which is the how manyth return of Rambo to our screen? This is the fifth movie in the series. Oh, goody. So um, (laughs) this is the fifth time that we're watching Rambo, uh, or that some of us have anyway, because some of us are, I think, not planning to go. No. Um, (laughs) No. But Ian, what did you think? Um, So I had... I've conflicted talks about, thoughts about Rambo. When I was growing up, Rambo was like, you know, the, one of these 18s movies that they almost, they, they tried to turn into toys at some point. Huh? Yeah, like RoboCop. Don't, it was RoboCop. What? Was RoboCop. There were RoboCop toys as well and they made a cartoon and there was a Rambo cartoon as well where it's like, we're making so much money from adults on this, we have to be able to spin this off into something. Sure. So there's always this weird conflict because most people get to know it. I got to know it via like the second and third movie where he's like a one-man killing machine going back to Nam and looking for POWs. Mm. But when I eventually watched the first movie, which is just, it's not called Rambo, it's just First Blood. Yeah. Um, he's a PTSD-afflicted Vietnam drifter who wanders through a town where Brian Dennehy, who is perfect at playing jerks, picks him up, escorts him to the other side of town, is like, just move on. Because he's got a scruffy haircut. That's essentially the whole thing. And Rambo takes offense at this, comes back, and after getting beaten by the cops, goes into the woods and goes full-on Nam flashback and hurting everybody and using his survival skills to fight for himself. So it's like an art action movie, the first one, which is, looking at your faces, that's not what you expected, right? You can... You can talk. You can talk till you're blue. I'm never watching that movie. It, it's not great. The like, first one, any of them. No, no, no. Yeah. But the first one was very much like an actual serious yeah, evaluation yeah, yeah. of PTSD. Yeah. And he has triggers and he's mm. having flashbacks in the woods and it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's seriously done. The ones after that is where he's like taking out helicopters with arrows and he's yes. helping the. And three, I think it is. He goes and he like, helps the Mujahideen in Afghanistan fight against the evil Soviets. Oh, that 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 aged well. Okay, you know what? Before we get any further, (laughs) before we get any further, I do have to say this. I love dumb action films. Like, I I have a soft spot for it. No, no, hear me out. No, 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 no. So, I love me a good dumb action. Um, I really appreciate, like, Sure, of course a man can hold onto a helicopter with his bare hands. Sure. Um, I am not someone who has who takes issue with, with that. Yeah. I, I don't care that these movies defy physics. Like I'm generally all right with it. Um, hearing this, though, I, I think my issue is the jingoism. Like, so yeah. I, I have no problem with dumb action films. Yeah. What I tend to have a problem with is like... The overt racism. <laughs> pretty much. It's yeah. like, oh God, a brown person, shoot him. And it's just... I can't really, yeah. I can't really be doing with that. It's like so. And so, this movie, unfortunately, I think the earlier ones were adopted jingoism. Like he still kind of sticks it to the man in the originals. Mm. In this one, it starts off, and he is now, you know, getting on. Uh, he's on a farm where he 
uh, breaks horses and he lives in tunnels with his demons apparently because what he likes to do is dig uh, he's not really over his PTSD he just gets over it by building an underground bunker complex <laughs> sorry I've just broke out the last yeah, I know. Just like, hang on what is... to, uh, strap in <laughs> on, so yeah. his essentially his niece uh, goes off to look for her um, real birth father she's a Mexican immigrant her father's back in Mexico while there she gets kidnapped by sex traffickers and he has to go get them so the whole jingoism and the racism thing the brown people thing oh my god is all this on the, the it's all over this because the all the Mexicans are this are shifty criminals and sex traffickers and are up to no good also this is taken it is yeah. taken yeah yeah but I was watching the trailer and I was like <laughs> hang on I've seen this movie before haven't I yeah it's just the, the thing is I think the difference they've done is like this movie is horrifyingly violent. He eventually gets them to come back to his underground tunnels, which is basically just like Murder <laughs> Central. Because of course, can I, can I ask? Wait, wait, but all the violence, like in Taken, you're rooting for Liam Neeson. Uh, in this, you're kind of like the violence is so matter of fact, but horrifying, and it, it's it's weird mm. because I have some familiarity with the character, yeah. and seeing this as like he's almost like some kind of sub- troll from the subconscious of just like man's baser instincts, background, yeah. But, like, it doesn't revel in the violence. Like, he does horrible things, but it's very matter-of-fact. And it's not, like, Taken is an enjoyable action film. This is, like, this guy, there's a, there's a line he says about, you know, the girl, the niece asks him about, like, my father, you've changed. I could, he, my father could have changed. I want to go find him. And he's like, I didn't change. I'm just keeping a lid on it. He's still, he's basically a psychopath. So A psychopath in a tunnel is our hero. Yeah. Can I, okay, can I, can I ask? <laughs> so, so you said that, that this movie... That has a lot of violence but doesn't revel in it. It's all very matter-of-factly. Why am I revolted by the idea but not revolted by something like John Wick, which you could almost yeah. describe the same way? It comes off as cartoonish, I think, right, in John Wick. Whereas in this, it's like you see these... He has all these... It's Home Alone. He has these Home Alone traps, but like as if Kevin was a psychopath sadist. Like the weapons are, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, you know, forks for turning hay. Yeah. There's just planks with nails, like so many nails. He's gone to... He's filled an entire B&Q's worth of nails through this plank. Oh. And it goes through like three guys and you're like, oh. And it's... It's just, it's that matter of factness. It's like, mm. it's just, this is, this is like one man who really, after a lifetime of trying to get away from violence, realizes that all he is, is violence in a way. And it's, it's deeply weird. It's a deeply weird movie. I can't say I enjoyed mm. it, but like, I can understand it a bit. Mm. It's like, you know, a guy wrestling with his inherent violence and realizing that it's like, it's, it's. It's just who he is. It's just who he is. That doesn't excuse the like violent fridging that happens to a character, the one that has to, you know, give him the kind of impetus to go on revenge. Yeah. You know, it, it falls pl- prey to all those tropes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, and they, I think he does also say a line about like, you know, there's no good cops down in Mexico as well. So that's kind of like, you know, <laughs> quite racist. But we did get, I, I asked for people if they had seen it or what their ideas were because it came out last week and we did get a tweet, a review from uh, Kumikonis who hadn't seen the previous movies. And their takeaway was the story parallels war veterans' reintegration to society. The film frames him as incompetent within city walls, can't save prostitutes, etc. He faces society, but it rejects his skills until all he's left with is war, in which he becomes inhumanly precise. And I think that nails the movie. I don't know if that's an enjoyable experience mm. in the cinema. Yeah. Sorry, you know what? I was going to pick up on something and then I realized I don't care. Yeah. I, I was going to ask, like, can't save prostitutes, but then I thought, you the, know the what? The closest no I'd get to the Rambo series is probably Hotshot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
I what did he forget? No, I think because I think the glasses scene where he's fighting is essentially Hush Part 2. That's yeah. Rambo 3, I think. Yeah. So, okay, I think I am especially thrown off by this um, because of Rocky. Mm. Um, because Rocky is also a recurring um, figure mm. on our mm. screens. Mm. Also, obviously, Sylvester Stallone. Um, and in um, and in his most ret- most recent return, it's Creed, right? Yeah. It, yes. It's the Creed series. Um and you can see how it's been updated. You can yeah. see how even the must-punch Russian in face, like even that has a little bit more nuance, mm, a little bit mm. more. Uh, it's been adapted for 2019, 2018, 2017. Um, this, on the other hand, sounds like like someone did a lot of drugs in the 80s, made the movie, <laughs> and then somehow put it out now with yeah. old Sylvester Stallone. Like, I don't get how this movie is still being made as is. I think yeah. that's what I'm I'm kind of blown away by. If it was a standalone movie with Liam Neeson or someone else in it, you'd say it's a horrible little video nasty. But the fact that it's supposed to carry this weight with, uh, with Sylvester Stallone's character, but it's been 10 years since the last movie. And, even, and that one was just where he used the machine gun to just shred an entire yeah. platoon of sh- sh- soldiers. And yeah. even then, that was kind of already being gross and weird. Mm. Like he was rescuing people who had gone, wandered into a stupid situation. But yeah, it seems mostly clueless since the first one like I mean the, the second two kind of tie into those political times but as a result like Rambo 3 looks horribly dated because they're right. helping basically what will become the Taliban fight yeah. Soviets yeah. it's like oh yeah we're helping these guys with the CIA it's like wait what yeah, <laughs> this that, isn't gonna this isn't yeah. this doesn't look look well and it does feel similarly out of place and I think without that Rambo connection it doesn't really hold up. And I, audiences have shown that because I think Downton Abbey beat it in the US yeah, over the weekend. Downton Abbey beat it by quite a big margin. Um, Downton Abbey made about 30 million, Rambo's about 20. Yeah. Um, and and I think I, I, do, I think people have moved past it. I yeah. think I think off, off mic we were talking about how this is a very Reagan-esque, Reagan-era kind of thing. Well, the original, originally. Though, the original so, ones, yeah, yeah. But, but, but it feels like Rambo has not gone through the Clinton years, the, the Obama years, the Bush years. The, you know, it just feels like... He was like, actually living in Thailand in the movies based on that. In, in oh, times. sure. Yeah, so like <laughs> so he, he, he has not grown through these other eras yeah. of people being slightly less excited by guns. Yep. So we're talking about Rambo Last Blood. Um, have you seen it? Do you enjoy it? Are we just downers on your... Rambo party. <laughs> like, do you just really love it? WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. Tweet us at SkipIntroMY. Write us at movies at bfm.my. Up next, we talk about whether Rambo Last Blood should just be last forever and ever. Amen. You are listening to Skip Intro, BFM 89.9. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. Hello, you are listening to Skip Intro with Lynn, Ian and Bahe. We're talking today about the return of Rambo uh, in Rambo Last Blood. Um, Bahe is sort of an avowed never Rambo. No, never Rambo. That's a good one, yeah. Mm, never yeah. Rambo. Yeah. Um, Ian, on the other hand, went to watch it, did not super love it. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, we should talk about, is it done? I, 
Is it done? Because this is the weird thing. This movie ends with like, it's kind of a poignant flashback to the original movies. Like it goes through the, the, the previous movies at the, at, during the credits. <laughs> Suddenly you want us to feel things. Like it's yeah, so weird. A little bit. But I mean, like part of it is like, he's just a lump of coal, essentially. You know what I mean? He's, he's like granite faced. Yeah. Like he's, he's doing what, you know, what everyone does an impression of Sylvester Stallone. Yes. But when this flashback stuff happened, it starts flashing back to stuff that happened in the movie 20 minutes ago. And then it oh, ends. Oh God. <laughs> and, then, and then it ends with like a scene that did not happen yet like it's like it's because all the flashback scenes are kind of stylized in a kind of almost grainy style kind uh-huh. of desaturated yeah. um, kind of slow-mo so you have him like firing the arrows in the old days yeah, and blowing yeah. up helicopters and then there's a scene of him like oh maybe maybe he's not dead no spoilers but maybe he's not dead or maybe he's going to sit in that rocking chair and pass away at the end of the movie so it is a little bit like Resident Evil the final chapter a bald face lie because they will it last blood they're not they're going to do it he's, I think he's already said if it makes money we'll do another one Please don't make it make money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think this must have been cheap because apart from building the bunkers, I didn't recognize any of the actors and actresses. Mm. Well, I mean, when you have a hero who's just digging a hole, I guess. Let's be they're honest. really good tunnels, though. I mean, they're like the, the most awesome place to hold a party. Just watch out for the traps. Let's be honest. Nobody's t- tuning into Rambo to watch the female lead, the supporting actor, supporting actress. We all know people tuning in just to see Sly. Yeah. yeah. To... Rambo thing. Oh, Just a no. dog like this and say, I'm going to go get the girl and, back. And need to turn on the subtitles because, yes. you know, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. But, no, but that's one of the things about these action films, right? Like, um, they tend to be of a certain type. I mean, we recently uh, saw Gerard Butler as well, right? Like, he, it's in this model of mm. hero where it's like, it's really about the actor and then the action's just, the story is meaningless. It's yeah. about a hero and then stuff's going to explode. Yeah. Maybe there'll be drones. At some point, we'll be in a forest. Like, you know, mm. you just kind of know these things. And there are a few, um, there are a few that kind of follow through. Like, you've got your, you've got your Bruce Willis's. Yeah. You've got your Sylvester Stallone, who for some reason is still doing this. When He's got two. Yeah. If you think about it, right? He's got two. He can and he, did he invented another one. How many Expendables movies was there? Expendables? Oh yeah, I forgot. Two, three, 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 I think. Three, three. See, I had time for the Expendables. Really? Yeah. I mean, I didn't love it. I but... had time for the first one, and now ah, I was like, yeah. no, same, I'm same. Yep. Yeah. And um, I think th- then he also did uh, Escape Plan with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah. And the first one was like a little B movie where you got to see Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was also one of these '80s heroes that just won't stop. Yeah. Um, basically trying to distract the guards by singing the Lord's Prayer in German in a, a, an icebox you know the, the cooler box they put uh, prisoners in yeah. and it's just like when you have that Austrian shouting that thing and it's just the weirdest thing you've ever seen but there was a, a kind of a weird charm to that that's missing from this uh, there's five Rambo movies over 37 years 37 we've years. had eight um, <laughs> Fast and the Furious movies in 18 years mm. I think there's a, there's something about like the culture of the 80s were not people I'm not sure it was the people who grew up then it's not it's me or maybe people older than me mm. there is this reluctance to let go there is that but I also think with these um, particular types of action movies where it's not one and done you know it's it's uh, the same cast over and over mm. again I think what it is is that you want the comfort of knowing what it is that you're going to get mm. because when you enter I mean like we'll never get John Wick again the, the first one yeah. I mean where you don't really know yeah. it's like yeah. it's kind of bonkers and you're just like wow this is yeah. nuts and then now it's Kill becoming with a pencil yeah that's the thing mm. but then now it's becoming John Wick and yeah. every yeah. time you enter a John Wick thing you know what's going to happen he's going to have to up it first pencil yeah. then book you know, yeah, it's like yeah. he's just gonna do that um, and I think there's something about that that's comforting where you know like with other movies I think if you're a true action movie fan what you wanna know is when you go into a movie it's gonna be pure action mm. and so there are certain faces that I think represent 
pure action. You know that there's, you're not going to have to worry about the story. Your heroes are going to be basically fine. Um, you're not going to have to worry whether you're on the wrong side of history. There's not going to be like difficult questions like, are we right to do this? No, 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 just stab the guy. So I think there are a few faces like that. And Sylvester Stallone is one of those faces, right? Like Tom Cruise is one of those faces. Uh, Bruce Willis is one of those faces where their movie, their, their faces on a poster, you're just like, okay. I know what this, I know I know what what this, this movie is. is. Well, I yeah. think like Sly, I think Bruce has severely gone downhill because I'll never forgive him for, I can't even remember the name of this movie. I hate it so much. Live Free, no, another. A Good Day to Die Hard, the one where they went to Russia. Yeah. And Jai Courtney's in it, who's just a charisma vacuum. And it's just like, John McClane like, wants to save all those people in the Nakatomi Tower. And in that movie, he just drives a Jeep across like a highway for, full of people yeah. for the action scene. Do you know what I mean? It's not in time with the character. And the character doesn't feel like the same character from ne- the previous movie, never mind the movie, the first one yeah. from the 80s. It feels like Bruce Willis apparently hates making movies these days and this feels like the type of movie he would make where he's like, oh, I don't want to say my lines. You can just stunt man most of the time. So I think, and I think that's, to me, that's the biggest one. The the most unfortunate thing, right? Die Hard. Because the first two were... Mm, second was good. I prefer the third to the second one. Yeah, yeah. I think they were, f- they were, they were, they were a fun watch. I think it falls under that sort of just action movie, right? Yeah. But then suddenly he gets to do all these other things that <laughs> just go like, what? Yeah. You know, because the first one is purely by accident, yeah. right? And I, I prefer stories where it's just like happens to him. And wasn't it originally supposed to be made with Frank Sinatra at some point? Yes. It's like it's, it's based on a novel. It's based on a novel. I, <laughs> so think I heard that. the novel. Can you imagine? Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> Sinatra doing that part. Ugh, yeah. walking on glass. Amazing. <laughs> um, I also think that we do need to talk about the aging bit because um, it's it's one thing to say like that the stories are winding themselves down or mm. that the characters are winding themselves down, but more often than not, you also find the actors', actors bodies <laughs> kind of breaking yeah. apart. Yeah. And just yeah. they're moving slower; they're not moving as, as smoothly I as mean, they used to. For me, it's that shot in I think it was Expendables where Sly Stone's running on a pier towards the plane, I think, and they would cut to the close-up of him and you can tell he do, he's doing two steps. They cut away. It's a, you can tell it's a stuntman because he's running way too fast for that, you know? Yeah. And they did a lot of that. And I just think like, you know, when you can't run on camera anymore, maybe time. Yeah, to. but I think half of Harrison Ford's career has been that. he. Couldn't. But he runs terribly. <laughs> he just runs bad and that's yeah. fine. I'm not... But with Sly Stone, he can't run for the shot. So... Yeah. This is an entire... This is an entire thing on its own, how actors move. I yeah. think because because no, it, right. it's yeah. so much what makes an action hero, right? Mm-hmm. Like part of it is the funny quip or the mm. ability to like shoot really cool. Yeah. But the other thing is you should be able to move great. Like yeah. I should be able to recognize you from your run when you throw a punch. The I should Tom believe Cruise you. run, right? Yeah. Oh, Running I'm a movie not... since nineteen eighty four, right? That's yeah. his that's his Twitter handle. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay. so are you guys over it? Not Rambo. I think we can collectively agree that in this room at least we seem to be pretty over Rambo, but the action movie thing, like the action hero thing, um, the the fact that we have some like emblems of mm. action. Do you think we're done with that? And bearing in mind that I think Keanu Reeves falls within this category. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know? I think it's hard for me because I still love the Bourne series. I mm. still sure. watch them on a weekend. If I got confused about which one to watch next. <laughs> yeah, I, I obviously still love the, the, the John Wick shows. But I'm I'm just wondering if it's... Because a lot of these action movies, Predators, uh, Predator, Predators, whatever, uh, Die Hards. Has um, Fallen. And look, for, for example, I skipped the Has Fallen, Olympus, Air yeah. Force, whatever, 
Angel. Angels falling, whoever's falling, the next people. And and I think there's just, if it, there's a feeling from that movie, just watching the trailers, you make you go, no, this feels like it's an early 90s movie. It's, I, it's generic in a way, like, generic, a, like a store generic yeah. packaging. But yeah. you know, that's the thing. Mission Impossible is generic. Like Mission Impossible is super generic. And, and now it's it's at movie, I'm scared to say six. Um, no, bro, I think it's eight. Yeah. Okay, so wait, wait. One, two, I think for three. me, you know what it is? Mission Impossible hasn't jumped the shark yet. Yeah, I mean. Which is amazing. Which is amazing what for, for oh, what the, Tom Cruise has done. So yeah, I think they got seven and eight planned with Hayley Atwell. And it's like, yeah, they will only jump the shark when Tom, like he broke his leg on the last one right yeah when he, his re- ankle. when he really hurts himself badly that's when it's gonna happen but he's like Stallone is 73 Tom is 50 something 50 something yeah I mean if I was making that much money I'd be in extremely good condition no, <laughs> Just, absolutely, you know. yeah. so there is that there's an element of that in it but I think like the, you brought the John Wick things they put a new spin on an old formula and they mm. did they executed it almost perfectly. There's like very few moments of like lagginess in those films or downbeats and stuff like that. The They do the same with the Mission Impossible movies where they do have that insane opening sequence. Like, we're going to strap Tom to a plane. Why? He asked us to. And they're going to show that in the trailer and they're going to do more crazy stuff yeah. in that. So they have their USP and they're refining it each time. It doesn't feel like... You know, we, I don't think we've had the dip like I think until Mission, we finally kill Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. Mission Impossible R.I.P. Um, but I think like there was a dip. Two is kind of goofy nonsense in Mission Impossible. Yes, it came, it was on TV recently. I watched it. Yeah, I was like, John oh my Lou god, one, right? the John three is the, the one with pigeon thing. Oh, the pigeon yeah, thing, just pigeons everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's the one with the cars like, dance. You know, the cars dance. Cars yeah. dancing, yeah. motorcycles yeah. dancing. Yeah. Everybody's dancing. The third, can you watch the third one? Can you remember the third one? Third one was the JJ one. I think. Ah, yeah, that yeah. one I found a little bit forgettable. So they they have those dips, but it's when they rally and try something different. And mm. I think we get that ever so often. Hopefully, we'll get it with the rhythm section when that comes out. But it's just it's my standard complaint look at what's come before and do something else. and please try and do something that we haven't seen mm. yeah so i think overall what we're saying is action movies still definitely a go action heroes still definitely a go just just move past just, reagan do yeah. better just yeah be better than rambo um <laughs> so tell us what you think i mean do you do you still love action movies? Is it something that you absolutely want to go to the cinema for? Uh, but do you think that once you can't run on camera anymore, maybe it's time to bounce? Uh, WhatsApp us your thoughts. 018-789-8899. Tweet us at SkipIntroMY and write us at movies at bfm.my.